Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reflections. Now, I am pre-taping this, and we are in the midst of all this unrest and warfare in, uh, in Israel. So obviously, we want to pray about what's going on there as we delve into the scripture reading for today. Let this be our main prayer intention And by the time you see this uh, Tuesday morning, we don't know uh, how much farther things may have uh, escalated, but we know that whatever is happening, uh, whatever will happen, uh, we are in the hands of the Lord. Uh, Israel is. Israel is his chosen nation, uh, and we we are all spiritually... Uh, united, obviously, deeply. It's in our DNA, isn't it? We read the scriptures. We know uh, that uh, this is how God prepared the world for the Messiah, by, uh, by creating this people who, uh, to whom he gave the land himself. And uh, we pray now, therefore, in solidarity, not just as, as brothers and sisters in the whole human family. It would be, that would be reason enough uh, for people to uh, be concerned about this uh, barbaric uh, invasion uh, attack of, of uh, uh, against our against our brothers and sisters, but de- more deeply and more reason still to be concerned and to be in prayer is that spiritual kinship that we have. So let's begin by putting ourselves in the presence of the Lord, praying uh, for peace and for restoration of. Of, uh, of the rights of everyone involved and also uh, the um, getting ready to hear his word once again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, you have chosen your people Israel, and from your chosen people have brought us the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And Lord God, you have given the land uh, to your people, and we pray today, first of all, against the forces of of inhumane, terrorist, barbaric uh, evil that has once again wrongly asserted itself and wrongly attacked uh, your people. Innocent lives being targeted for no reason whatsoever. Lord God, we ask that uh, evil be exposed, that the whole world understand uh, the nature of these people that have done these attacks. Let the whole world understand uh, how they, they hate and despise uh, your people, O oh God. And they, uh, they do not want to live peacefully. They do not want to live in a peaceful coexistence. Uh, they want to eradicate your people just as so many other uh, nations uh, uh, throughout the course of history have wanted to uh, eradicate them. But we know, Lord God, that your hand is with your people. We know, Lord God, that your hand is with us. Your hand is with all those who stand side by side with Israel. Lord, allow us to tolerate no compromise whatsoever, no dilution of this loyalty uh, that we are to have uh, for our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. No compromising, no confusion, no ambiguity. We stand 
uh, with Israel. We stand with the people of God and the land uh, uh, of the Lord himself. And we ask you, Lord, to uh, continue to bring peace there and everywhere in the world. Lord, we turn to you with repentance for our own sins. And we ask you now that as we pray for the needs of uh, all of us, you will help us to come to a deeper understanding of your word, which we now read with joy in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Okay, and as usual, leave your other prayer intentions as we go through our time together here today. I want to read this passage from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. Well, brothers and sisters, first of all, this is not an invitation from our Lord to neglect our responsibilities. I remember a, a little uh, uh, plaque that uh, my mom had on the wall of our kitchen uh, years ago. And here's what it said. I remember it, it always, it always uh, it stuck in my memory. In my kitchen, bright and cheery, Daily chores I'll never shirk. So bless my little kitchen, Lord, and bless me as I work. And that should be the spirit that inspires all our work, whether we're talking about preparing meals in the kitchen or cleaning up or any other kind of work, physical or intellectual, social. This is the spirit with which we do our work. So the Lord certainly is not uh, implying anything different from that. But he's showing us what's behind our work. He's showing us what should be the engine of our work, the intention of our work. And he's showing us what the ultimate goal and purpose of our work is. Because we don't work just to keep busy. We don't serve other people just to keep busy, whether it's preparing meals or building buildings or, or defending people in in the military, uh, it is for a purpose. And that purpose, ultimately, Jesus makes clear here, is union with him. We build up in this world, in the ways that we're given by God to do, a community marked by peace, justice, life, we want to build a culture of life, truth, education, imparting truth, imparting character, imparting virtue. We are trying to bring into the world these various aspects of the kingdom of God. They're various characteristics of God himself. This is where our work ultimately leads. All the work we do in this life, God does not lose any of it. We 
can tend to forget it. God doesn't. He takes all the fruits of our labor, which He Himself, of course, makes possible in the first place by creating us, giving us the strength to do the work, giving us the resources. But then He takes that fruit and He brings it up into His kingdom. He, he multiplies it, purifies it, becomes building blocks for the new heavens and the new earth that we await with eagerness at the second coming of Christ. We are building, in other words, in some sense, the next world. In that world, we will all be doing what Mary was doing here. You can see that Mary sitting there beside the Lord at his feet. You can see that as a symbol of the destiny of humanity. To be in the presence of the Lord. And there are many different symbols that, that, that embody and reflect what that will be. Sitting at the feet of the Lord, listening to Him, gathering around the throne of the Lamb. Uh, many, many, the heavenly Jerusalem. Many, many images all pointing to one reality. Our union with God. Listening to Him. We'll be able to listen to Him for all eternity. Loving Him. The purpose of life to give and receive love, to have perfect union with God, which, which is what perfect holiness is. Perfect obedience, fulfillment, joy. This is why we were made. We long for God. St. Augustine said, Our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they rest in you. Mary was prefiguring, if you will, the fulfillment of our hearts, which is to rest in Him. His word suffices. All the activity, all the service that we bring into this world is for the, is for the purpose of bringing us and everyone else into union with God. Martha was doing good things. She was focusing on the horizontal beam of the cross. Let me serve other people. Let me do my daily tasks. But she was temporarily forgetting the vertical beam of the cross. What's all that activity for? It's for union with God, union with Christ, listening to the word of the gospel. This is why we have to be careful about social service activities which don't talk about the gospel. The horizontal part of the cross without the vertical part is not a means to salvation. Jesus didn't go around healing the sick, raising the dead, feeding the poor just for the purpose of doing something good for those people. He did it so that people would understand who He is, so that they would put faith in Him. He didn't raise all the dead from their tombs or heal every sick person that was in the Holy Land at that time. He healed certain ones. He healed many of them. In some towns, the Gospel tells us, they kept coming and from morning to night. But brothers and sisters... The reason he didn't just carte blanche feed all the hungry or change all the, all the water at all the wedding feasts into wine, I'm sure that was not the only wedding where the wine ran out there at Cana, was because the purpose of these miracles wasn't just to do the immediate thing that they did, but to lead people to put faith in him because everyone then who puts faith in him is thereby going to have eternal life. The vertical beam of the cross. It's not just love of neighbor. Love of neighbor, in fact, cannot be sustained. It cannot even be properly understood without love of God. That's the message here.
You might also say that that image of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, worshiping Him, listening to Him, being fed by Him, just resting in Him, it's an image of what, what contemplative prayer is. Sometimes you, I mean, you don't even need words. You just sit in the presence of the Lord. Enjoy the presence. Listen to Him. You don't even have to, in prayer, we use words of our own, but we don't always use words. There's got to be times where we don't use words, where we just sit in silence with the Lord. But you can also take that image as a, a sign of the very purpose of life, as we've been explaining. And this is why we defend life. Every time a human life is created, is conceived, begins to grow in the womb, that unborn child is called to be a disciple of Christ. That unborn child is created for the purpose of being able, in this life and in eternity, to sit at the feet of the Lord, to listen to His words. This is the calling God has on every human being. When we abort a newly conceived life, we are depriving that person of the opportunity to do what Mary did here, the opportunity to become a disciple, to become holy. Another dimension, my friends, of the multifaceted tragedy and evil of abortion. Let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we again pray for peace in our world, for the protection of the innocent, for the protection of, of Israel, and for an end to terrorism. These are heartless people who have no conscience, no respect for anyone's right to life. Stop them in their tracks, Lord God. Turn back the scourge of evil and terrorism in our midst. Turn it back and turn it back completely. Give us, Lord God, political leaders who will not let this kind of thing happen because we know that our incompetent political leaders have a lot of responsibility to bear, a lot to answer for, for what has happened in these recent days. Take them out of power, Lord God. Give our fellow citizens the wisdom to elect the right kind of people who know how to defend our allies like Israel, who know how to keep our world safe from terror. We have a choice to make. We can elect people who will continue to make these kinds of acts of, of terror more likely in our world, or we can elect those who know how to stop it. Let this be an opportunity, Lord God, to wake up our fellow citizens to this reality. Lord, we gather together all our prayers and praises now, and we offer the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother, Mother of Peace. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thank you, friends, uh, for joining me for this time of prayer. Let others know about these daily broadcasts. And be sure we're connected on social media. Follow me at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. And we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.